Get him stopped. Get him stopped. God and Moses both in a sidecar did not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he done a double somersault backwards. My car will go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know, he's going to crash your shit, but he's still, he's still got great stories. Oh, they disappeared. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Inflated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows, and if you ain't right, they'll send your ass to the rear. Hello again, everyone. My name is Ross Weiss, and welcome to Open Red, the official podcast of the World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series, and the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series presented by Toyota. Chase McDermott is our guest on the show this week. Chase sitting third in points with the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series, four wins on the year, only 74 points behind Cannon McIntosh and Jade Avedizian in the quest for this year's Extreme Outlaw Midget Series championship. Of course, the Extreme Outlaw Midgets just coming off their Appalachian Midget Week in Pennsylvania where they got three of an originally scheduled five races in. Chase winning the first two of those races during that little speed week. Getting ready now to head to Davenport Speedway in Davenport, Iowa this coming weekend with the World of Outlaws Case Construction Equipment Late Model Series for the Quad Cities 150. Really cool event there in Davenport. If you're in the area, hope you can make it out. Chase talks us through his year so far. We preview the Davenport event, talk a little bit about his background, and then kind of look at what he's we kind of look ahead of what he's looking forward to throughout the back half here of the 2023 schedule. So without any further ado, here is Chase McDermott this week on Open Red. So Chase McDermott, thanks for joining the the show today. I, I want to start. We're we're just coming off of uh, the first Appalachian Midget Week for the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series. Get ready to go to Davenport uh, here, as folks are going to be listening to this show. But kind of, you guys strung together a, a pretty great week up there in Pennsylvania. Kind of tell me about how that uh, at Midget Week went for you guys. Um. Well, you know, it it probably went almost as good as as it could have. Um. You know, we were really struggling a little bit uh you know the last few weeks um you know we had some some not so good finishes and some finishes that you know we we weren't happy with obviously so um you know we kind of just went back to the drawing board and and um you know came up with a a package that we thought would work well for for the tracks out there and um you know we were kind of just able to hit the ground running the first night and you know we're fast in qualifying had a had a couple of mechanical issues but you know we were fast and you know, won the heat race and and started up front in the feature and was able to to win that one. Um, you know, just putting ourselves in the right position. You know, up front the whole night just makes it easier on on all of us. So, you know, we had we had good speed the first night, really really good speed uh, the second night. Um, you know, at, at action track. So, you know, we were really happy with that. And then, um, you know, we had a a day off there with with the rain and. So we just, you know, regrouped a little bit and um, make sure we knew what we wanted to do for for Path Valley. And um, we weren't quite as fast at, at Path Valley as as, you know, I was kind of hoping for. But, um, you know, still, you know, rounded that off with with a podium. So we were we were happy with our speed and, and our package and um, looking forward to seeing, you know, what what Davenport holds next uh, next week. How when you you talk about kind of overall your your package like how how tight is the that window to to get it right so i feel like for for the year 
not necessarily in midget racing as a whole, but definitely within the, you know, extreme series, it seems like people kind of hit on something and then go on streaks, you know, then they've fallen back off. You know, like Cannon started off pretty strong, then he kind of fell off a little bit. Jade went on a run there, then she had some rough luck during midget week there, but then you guys kind of came on strong and hit on something. So how how tight is that window to kind of stay on top and keep hitting it right? Well, it's it's really tight, uh, especially, you know, when you're racing the, the caliber of drivers and the teams that, um, you know, that we are, you really have to be on your A game every night. Um, and I feel like, you know, we, we kind of, like you said, we, we started out, you know, good. Um, and then, you know, we kind of changed some things in the middle of the year and it really didn't work, um, as, as much as, as we would like. Um, and so then, you know, we just, once, once you figure out that things aren't working, you kind of just have to go back to the basics and, and, you know, get, get your package to where you knew it was fast back, back whenever, um, you know, and, and just start there again and start fresh. And, and that's basically what we did, but, um, you know, it's, I feel like it's just the way racing goes sometimes, you know, you, you really never know when, you know, the momentum is going to shift. And so you just kind of got to ride the wave of, of momentum as, as much as you can when you're on top, because you don't know, um, you know, when it's going to go away. And then I feel like we're kind of prime examples of that. You know, we had, had two wins, um, you know, out in Kansas, uh, you know, a couple months ago and then, you know, struggled a little bit. And then now we're just, uh, you know, we're back on top now and, and have the speed that, that we know that we should have. So we just got to, you know, take advantage of it while we have it and, and prolong it as much as we can, because you just never know. So you're, you're 74 points back of the championship point lead. Now, how do you keep kind of just knocking away at, at that and kind of reel it back in uh, Jaden can and to make this thing tight going down the stretch here at the end of the year? Well, you know, um, I, I probably look at the points maybe a little bit more than I should, but I just like to know, um, you know, not necessarily where I'm at right this moment, but maybe compare it to where I was a week ago. And, you know, just to see what progress, good or bad, that, that we've made. And, um, you know, we made a, a lot of progress at uh, the last three nights. So, um, you know, it's it's really easy to um, to lose points. Uh, it feels like it's it's even harder to to gain them back, especially um, you know, if, if Jaden Cannon, you know, have good nights. So we just got to, um, you know, minimize all of, you know, our problems. We have to, to make sure that we're finishing races and, and staying out of trouble. Um, you know, Jade had a, a couple of wrecks there, uh, the, the first night, which kind of put her back, I feel like for the rest of the week. So, um, you know, we just got to take advantage of, of other people's misfortune as much as we can and, and try to minimize, um, our own at the same time. Tell me about your your team and your, uh, your your car owners. You've been racing with the Mount Stout Group for a, a couple of years now, but kind of tell me about what makes that team tick and get you all up and down the road. Um, you know, Jay and Gavin, they um, they they're really hard workers. Um, you know, Gavin doesn't get to make as as much uh, races as um, I know he would like to, just because you know he's back at home working and, and taking care of his family. So. Um, you know, they, they put in a lot of hours, um, you know, at the shop, uh, and, and just try to, to give me the best opportunity that I, that they can. And, and I feel like, you know, the, the never give up attitude from them was, is, you know, really important. And, 
and that helps us keep going, you know, especially during those hard times, you know, that we were just talking about. So, um, you know, those guys, they've, they've stuck with me since the beginning and, and they believe in me. And I feel like that's a, you know, one of the most important things as a driver is knowing that you have, you know, the right people behind you and, and, uh, the right mentality behind you too. So, you know, they've, they've been great, uh, to work with. And, um, you know, I just hope that, that we can finish this year out strong for them. Let's run the clock back a little bit. I want to talk about some of your, your background. What first gets Chase McDermott into racing and behind the wheel of a race car? Well, you know, I actually, um, I grew up going to, uh, the racetrack with my dad. He, he started racing, um, you know, more of the stock car side, but, you know, still being, being at the racetrack, um, you know, I was watching him when he raced street stocks and, and sportsmen and, and modifieds too. So a little bit different background, you know, than, than I am, you know, in right now. Um, but that kind of just started the itch, I guess you could say. And then, um, you know, we had tested a quarter midget, you know, back when I was 11 and, um, I decided, you know, that was what I wanted to do. So dad got rid of his stuff and, and, uh, you know, passed the torch over to me. And, and so it started, well, 12, 13 years ago now, um, in, in quarter midgets. So that's where everything began. And, um, I, I don't know, uh, I'm sure dad's happy he did it, you know, just, but, uh, it's, it's been a long road and I'm, I'm really thankful that, you know, they, they've stuck behind me this entire time and, and just, you know, allowed me to do, uh, you know, what I love. Three-time Badger midget champion, uh, kind of before you got into the, the Mount Stout car there, but tell me about your time racing with the, uh, the Badger midget series and those three titles. You know, I, I really enjoyed, um, you know, going up, up to Wisconsin and, um, and racing with those guys, you know, they're, they're really a, a, a tight knit group and, and it feels a lot like family, you know, up there. So I was, I was really fortunate, you know, to have the success that we did there. And I feel like it was a, a great stepping stone, um, you know, and, and got me ready for the national midget scene. I feel like nowadays, um, you know, there's, there's maybe less of a stepping stone from, whether it be quarter midgets or micros, um, you know, to the national midget stage. And I feel like, you know, the D2 stuff and, and the Badger stuff is really important. And I feel like, you know, people should maybe get back into that a little more, you know, instead of just rushing into the national midget stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that, that you can learn from the D2 series and, and the Badger series in general, just about, you know, your car control and stuff like that before you jump up uh, into the, the big stage. And, and I feel like that was what allowed me to have success, you know, fairly early in the national midget, uh, car, just because of, you know, I was, I had been driving the same car just with a, a less, lesser horsepower engine, you know, for the past three years or so. And, um, you know, that was, that was a major role in, you know, played a major role in, in me, uh, having the success that that I am having now. So as we look ahead, Davenport is is next on tap. Of course, that was a place that the series went to for the first time last year. I feel like one of the big themes on the Extreme Tour this year has been going to places that either midgets have never been to before, or it's the first time they've been back there in a in a long time. What's the process for you like as a driver, and and then also for you guys as a whole as a team when you roll into a a brand new place and lay eyes on it for the first time of making the best decisions to go out there and have success as quick as you can. 
it's it's definitely tricky um you know you uh i try to do as much homework as i can about you know the track uh, before we get there you know whether that be um you know videos from from there or uh, you know just looking up the shape of the track on on google maps like i try to i try to do as much as i can you know so that i'm as ready as i could possibly be um and it, you know just for maybe different lines or seeing what the track normally does throughout the night or you know stuff like that and then you know you have a whole the whole other uh aspect of of this the car and the setup too um you know coming coming to a different place uh you know that nobody's ever been to and um i feel like that's that's really important um you know to 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 stay on top of that so um you know just that that puts it maybe a little bit more on on the car owner side of things uh you know on on the setup stuff but you know i try to work with jay as much as i can about that and and just uh you know try to hit the ground running uh you know to stay up front the whole, the whole night so with that said again we went to davenport for the first time last year you won we're going back to davenport this year what do you kind of have in your notebook or in the back of your mind now to be looking for as we go back to davenport for this second trip well, it, it definitely makes makes the you know your baseline a lot easier uh, to start with. Now that we, you know, I took took some really good notes that night, so hopefully we can apply as much of that, um, you know, to to this year as we can. Uh, but just you know, just knowing a little bit more about the track and and some characteristics of it, and you know, it's it's really line sensitive. So um, you know, now that we know that you know, the, the playing field is going to be a little bit uh, different maybe than it was last year. You know, last year, nobody had been there. Um, and so this year, you know, everybody pretty much has, has a year there. So, you know, other guys are going to be good too. Um, you know, obviously we, we know that, but um, now that everybody's been there, it's, it's going to be a little bit different than last year, but I'm hoping, you know, that we have a, a nice racing track to, uh, to race on. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. So as we get ready to to kind of wrap up this interview, then I'll just circle back. You know, we're in the 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 back half of the the schedule now, kind of running down to the end end of the year here before we wrap up in October. What what's kind of any particular stops that you're you're looking forward to here the rest of the year? What's what's on your your radar as we get in, into the back half of the schedule here? Um, you know, obviously Davenport would would be a big one just because we have had success there in the past. So you know, going back to a track that that you've won at it is, is always, um, you know, one that, that I have circled. Um, you know, I, I really, uh, haven't been to a lot of the, uh, not a lot, but I, I've only raced Paragon once. Um, and then, you know, that Illinois swing that we have, um, you know, in, in the middle of September, uh, Jacksonville, you know, I've, I've always had good speed at Jacksonville. It's one of my home tracks and, and my favorite tracks. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then I've never raced Highland or Red Hill, but, um, you know, always, always good to, to be able to race, you know, close to home and, and have, uh, you know, some, some fans that maybe don't normally get to come to the track, you know, make it out. So that, that'll be a good weekend. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the year, we have, uh, you know some Oklahoma tracks, which are are always fun. So it's it's going to be a a fun, you know, next month or two with uh, with the Extreme Series, and and I'm looking forward to uh, getting back on track. 
Well, all right, Chase, on that note, I'm going to let you go and get back to it there. Thanks for taking the time out of the middle of the workday to talk to us, and uh, best of luck as we get ready to go to Davenport here. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you, Ross. sounding marking the final two minutes of the open red flag conditions well that's going to do it for us this week here on open red thanks to every one of you for listening a few housekeeping notes before we wrap it up this week please do not forget to rate review and follow open red on whatever platform you were listening to it on so drop a few stars leave a comment hit that follow button that really helps push the show into the feeds of people who aren't subscribed to the show and listening every week yet don't forget to follow the World of Outlaws and the Extreme Outlaw Midgets on social media across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. There's accounts there to follow one or both series everywhere. If you have suggestions for guests on the show, don't forget to tweet me at Ross Weiss and use that hashtag open red anytime you have a thought on the show or a note to get to me as well. Again, thanks everybody for listening. That's going to do it this week. We'll see you next time on Open Red. Hashtag open red.